Dumelang Avusheni and hello hi Mzanzi. Welcome back to Sisters Without Shame, a no holds barred podcast that is proudly brought to you by Healthform Zanzi. I'm your host, Nolutandon Ngakani, and I'm here to hold your hand as you seek the answers to those pussy bumps and suspicious lumps you dare not speak of in public. This podcast is a safe space. of blood cancer and blood disorder sufferers require a stem cell donation from a non-related donor. However, a general lack of information and education are major barriers preventing eligible potential donors from registering on the global registry. This week, we are joined by pediatric hematologist Dr. Candice Hendricks. Hendricks is the creator of the Lusandi Medical Animation Studio, who recently partnered with Donor Recruitment Center DKMS Africa to create an educational animation series focused on a child's experience with blood disorder and her journey to finding a stem cell donor. Hendricks chats to me this week about how Mzanzi can better educate themselves on stem cell donations. Dr. Candice, what is stem cell donation? Very few people actually understand what this means and what it means for you to become a donor in this field. So what a stem cell donation means generally is that you give a certain type of stem cell, you as a healthy person who normally has these blood stem cells floating around in your body, but the majority of them are in your bone marrow. So in the sponge parts on the inside of your bone where normal blood cells get developed, the majority of blood stem cells are actually there. So when we talk about a stem cell donation, you take the inherent stem cells that you have, we give you a few injections to mobilize them so they go into the veins, and then we take out those stem cells and give it to a person that needs it. But importantly, that person has to be a genetic match for you. So it's not any person that can give it to any other person, and it's a little bit more complicated than a blood transfusion, giving from one person to the next So it's the genetic matching that is critical in stem cell transplants to prevent the rejection of the cells in the recipient. Is it very rare that a family member would be um, not a match? This is a common misconception. Everybody thinks, well, I have a mother and I have a father and I have siblings, so I'm sorted. But that is absolutely not the case in in stem cell donations. So if you have a same mother, same father sibling, so we call that a full sibling, the chances of that sibling being a match for you is 25 to 30% only. This is how complicated the genetic realm is and how important it is for people to be educated to say, you have no idea how desperate we are to get more people onto these donor registries because if you are in a position of need, do not assume that your family member will automatically be the person that can actually help you to get better. It doesn't work like that. For example, I could have a person living in Brazil that's actually more of a genetic match for this donation than my own sister. So it is quite complicated to understand. But if people understand just that fact, I think they will be more geared towards donating because you realize that we are all at risk because life is unpredictable. All of us can get sick at any time. So if there are more people on the registry, then you know, okay, I'm covered. At least even if my siblings are not going to be a match, definitely somebody on the registry will be a match. 
Dr. Candice, what is the importance of educating potential stem cell donors in the most simple and understandable way? People are inherently good and that they will step up and do the right thing if they know what is expected of them. So with stem cell donation, there are many myths about who can give to whom. And for example, a family member will automatically be a donor. So Lusani Medical Animation Studio, which is a medical animation studio I've created together with DKMS Africa, which is a donor registry, decided how are we going to get information to people that is simple enough for them to understand what is expected in this sort of very complicated world of stem cell transplants. So we then developed a three-part video series thinking that this is the best way. Storytelling is actually the best way to get people on board to understand it better. And the nice thing about animation is you can watch it in the comfort of your own home. You can watch it many times over. Okay, I didn't understand that. Let me rewatch that. And importantly, it's not just the journey of the donor, how to become a donor and what it means when you are a match for a patient, but also if you are the patient that is sick so that you as the donor can see that this is such a life-saving gift. At the point at which somebody needs a bone marrow stem cell transplant, there are very few options. So if there is no stem cell match, we then have to go the route to say, actually, there's nothing much we can do. And the person then has to prepare for the inevitable demise, which is very heartbreaking. If you think that there is somebody out there that actually could have given that person a second chance at life. So that is what we are trying to achieve here. Make it very simple. Even people from the age of seven years and up can understand this content. This is how simple it is. And that this will mobilize people, especially people of African ancestry, which are completely unrepresented on our registries, to make themselves available in, to become donors, which is a very, very simple process. How does the lack of information about stem cell donation cause inequality in the stem cell donor registry? And how has that impacted cancer patients? I think it's important for people to realize that, number one, people of African descent, African people have very complicated genetics and much more complicated genetics than people of European descent. So if you couple that with the fact that we have on our local and international registries, we have a far underrepresentation of people of African descent. African people have a less than 20% chance of actually finding a match in a local or international registry versus a European person that has a more than 80% chance of finding a match. So there's a massive disparity. And I think it is our job to break through those barriers to say, why do we not have enough people of African ancestry on our registries? Are we doing something wrong? Because, of course, we are dealing with issues such as inequality and poverty in South Africa. So people don't have access to Internet where much of this information is being disseminated. So we actually need to meet people where they are at, because I do not think the underrepresentation is a reflection of people not wanting to donate. Everybody that understands what the impact of that donation will be. I think would step up and say, yes, of course, if it was my child, if it was my sister or mother that was in this position, I would want to help. So how can I not go onto the registry? And there are many, many thousands of children that are suffering from these blood disorders and cancers, as well as adults that need us to actually advocate to get people onto the registry. So yes, there is massive inequality on our registry at the moment in terms of representation. 
And we are specifically aiming to get more underrepresented. So colored or mixed race, Indian and black donors onto the registry. Dr. Candice, do you think it's a thing of fear of donating? People are always fearful if they are not educated. You cannot actually say, I want to be a donor if you don't know what that process entails. So we first have to educate and say, we have done our part to get this message out there, to make this information simply available and then say, okay, let us see if the uptake in donor recruitment proves this initiative. And we would absolutely love it if that happened. I mean, that is the whole point. We are sitting in a desperate situation where patients of African descent most of the time do not have a donor. So we cannot actually offer them that life-saving option, which in first world countries is sort of standard of care. If you're of European descent, the majority of the time you have someone that's a match and you can do that. So we have to educate communities and say, this is something safe. We know there are many people living in our townships who are suffering from blood disorders, but they also need us to advocate and say, the community must step up and get tested to see if this person has a match within the community. But of course, as with blood donation, as with donating organs, people are afraid that something will happen to them, that they might become ill or be harmed in this process. So the nice thing about stem cell donation, it is the simplest donation you can give to somebody. So to become a donor on the registry, all you need to do is three earbud looking swabs, literally on the inside of your cheeks. Completely non-invasive. You do it in the comfort of your own home. The swabs can be delivered to you by DKMS Africa, wherever you are. And after the swab is taken, they pick it up and then they do the tissue typing. So there's really very little effort required on the part of the donor. Then when you are identified to be a donor for a patient, you will then get a full screen, a health screen to make sure that you will not be compromised in that process. So you will have to get blood tests and ultrasound and ECGs. And when you get the all clear and say, okay, the donor clearance is passed, you will then get three small injections. You also do this yourself. It's tiny injections on your abdomen usually or your thigh. And that basically mobilizes these stem cells within you. And then you get attached to a machine on your upper arm usually. You stay on that machine for about four hours and it removes all of these extra stem cells that are now floating in your system. And that's that. And those cells then get given to the patient. So it's really not going in theater and staying in hospital for a number of days. And I really hope that people will watch these videos on the platforms that are available. It's just three, five to six minute videos. It's really not going to take up all your time. And then say, okay, no, I'm comfortable now to actually do this. Can you tell us what is the significance of using medical animation to help bridge the information gap for cancer patients, their families, and also potential stem cell donors? I think animations in and of itself is a very powerful educational tool. That is why I created Lusani Medical Animation Studio, because as a doctor counseling patients, number one, counseling family members through an interpreter, because South Africa is so language diverse, and thinking if there was just a way for them to be able to watch this over and over and in their first language and also to involve the child in their own process. Because children are often excluded from counseling sessions. I mean, how do you tell a child, you know, that they've got cancer and breaking bad news? So that's a very specific skill. So how can we disseminate this information in a simple, understandable manner? 
So I think the first advantage is, as I mentioned, you can watch it over and over in the comfort of your own home. So even if you didn't understand the doctor the first time, okay, let's watch the video. And then that means you can become more involved in your journey. You can then ask specific questions related to the content that you have watched, but you now understand it and have watched it in your own home language because these videos are available in five local South African languages. And the aim of Lusani Medical Animation Studio is to actually disseminate all the videos in all 11 South African languages so that everybody can watch it in their own language. Because I think that is quite critical. It's very difficult to connect with somebody if you are unable to speak their first language or a language that they are comfortable in. The second advantage of animations is that it's not a pamphlet that somebody is giving you to read at home. It's a person. So now you can imagine being that person, Spiwe, that is now a donor whose family is saying, no, 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 we don't want you to donate. What if something goes wrong? What if something happens to you? So it goes through the fears. It also goes through and addresses the fact that sometimes donors feel, what if the person doesn't make it and it's my fault? These are all relevant fears that people have. And I feel that storytelling is a very important and powerful tool to actually get messages across to people. And that's why we've gone the animations route. Can you tell us where people can access the videos by Lusani? The videos are available on the DKMS Africa and Lusani Medical Animation Studio Facebook and LinkedIn pages in all the languages. And then the YouTube Lusandi Medical Animation Studio channel. So all the videos are also there freely available and easily accessible. So we really, really encourage people to go there. If I could pour my heart out and say how important this is, of course, it's a cause close to my heart, but people do not realize what it means to patients to be that person that could save their life. So we really encourage people to go there. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Sisters Without Shame, Dr. Hendricks. For more on Candace's journey with the Lusandi Medical Animation Studio, check out healthformzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical bind and looking for a shoulder to cry on, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za. Or you can send us a WhatsApp on 076-132-0454. I would never blue tick you, babes. There you go, Mzanzi. Hospitals, doctors, and procedures don't have to be scary and induce anxiety. Like Dr. Hendricks said, we can make our hospital visits more bearable and more comforting by educating ourselves. That brings us to the end of episode 56 of Sisters Without Shame, proudly brought to you by Health for Mzanzi. From me, Lulu Nakani, have a great week and remember to show your girls some love by sharing this podcast with a friend.